Hi, and welcome to another edition of Professors at Work. I'm Ram Ikhuri, your host. Thank you for being with us. Every week we talk to a researcher or a faculty member at the American University of Beirut to discover what research they're doing and what findings they're coming up with and what it means to the rest of us. I'm delighted to have as our guest this week, Dr. Nuhad Dumit, who is an associate professor in the Hariri School of Nursing, and she's also the coordinator of the nursing administration and management track there. And she has been doing some fascinating work over the years, uh, particularly on uh, the nursing workforce, which is a big issue all over the world now. So Professor Dumit, thank you for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. You bet. So tell us, uh, have you always worked on the nursing task force issue as your primary research focus, or is this something that recently came up? Or give us a little bit of background on how you got into this topic and why you chose to do this kind of research. Sure. So in, in 2006, um, as I was really undecided about what line of research I want to do, I, I had a passion towards patients with cardiac problems, but then I had a, another passion towards uh, what is it like to work in nursing and why do we suffer in the nursing profession uh, um, re in relation to so many things, the kind of work that we do, which is physically, mentally, and emotionally taxing, but the work conditions that are unfair uh, to the nurses, and uh, what do we do to make sure that the nurses are well supported to provide the best service they can? Mm -hmm. So then I decided that I want to do nursing workforce uh, 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 research. Uh, so I worked first with Fadi Jardali, uh, where we uh, explored uh, the reasons nurses migrate from Lebanon. And that was mm -hmm. our, first, uh, our first research project. And when we were doing that, we discovered so many issues as if we opened Pandora's box. And it's not about salary because everybody thinks that it is because salary nurses are leaving. Salary is only one factor, but there were okay. a lot of other factors. So we really were uh, discovering that the nurses' work environment is a major uh, a problematic uh, issue with having nurses stay on the job. Uh, so yes. afterwards, we started exploring the nursing work environment. And this is another complex phenomenon. So what is a nursing work environment? Um, so it is not only uh, 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 where the nurses work, but also mainly it is the interpersonal relationship, nurses to nurses, nurses mm -hmm. to subordinates, nurses to doctors, other healthcare providers, nurses to their administration, their superior. And right. uh, that was a main issue where uh, the nurses uh, expressed that uh, these are affecting their decisions to stay or leave the, the job. So just to interrupt a second to clarify, are we talking mainly about female nurses or is it both male and female nurses? Good question. It's both male and female. So uh, the, the next uh, research project after uh, studying my, the, the nurses who migrated, the reasons for their migration was the intent to stay on the job. It was a national study. We focused on uh, remote underserved areas in Lebanon because we, mm -hmm. uh, be, based on the first research, we found out that there are two types of migration. There is the internal 
from uh, all all uh, uh, Lebanese uh, cities and towns, like in the north and the south, in the Bekaa, they like to come to Beirut. And there is right. the external where they go to mainly Gulf countries, North America. And then we found out that there are other places that we never thought of. They were going to Australia, New Zealand. Uh, they were kind of popular and uh, recruited easily. Right. Uh, so uh, we, in that research, we found that uh, the tendency, the profile of the nurse who ha who is the easiest to leave the job and go to other jobs or outside the country stay in nursing, uh, were males, young males, mm -hmm. with a bachelor's degree in nursing. So we we profiled who is the most likely to uh, to leave uh, uh, Lebanon and work in nursing outside Lebanon or leave the nursing profession and work outside Lebanon. Right. And males were the ones who did this more than females. Yeah, but, you know, considering that uh, we have only 20% of the nursing workforce um, in Lebanon, they are males. It, yes. it, it ranges between 15 and 20%, depending on the dynamics of the profession and the mobility right. of the nurses. But uh, it is comparable to the international norm. So uh, you mentioned these interpersonal relations. Are we talking things here uh, about you know people being just bossy, or are we also talking about sexual harassment issues, which are common around the world? Oh my God, these are these are the questions that touch my heart. So basically, uh, uh, the 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 issue was with yeah having doctors being bossy uh, uh, with the nurses or their supervisors being bossy. Uh, not allowing the nurses to practice what they learned, uh, mm -hmm. uh, not being autonomous, not allowed to be autonomous and make decisions on patient care or right. share in decisions, uh, uh, absence of uh, teamwork, team spirit, uh, the, the uh, sometimes toxic leadership that is affecting them. So all kinds of these dynamics were really um, making nurses uh, leave the job. Uh, at our hospitals in Lebanon. Wow. Now, the wow. harassment thing, uh, we did not go into that, and this is probably, uh, uh, this is on our agenda, but uh, we thought first is first, uh, uh, because one of our colleagues, Muhammad Alameddin, did the violence uh, against healthcare providers, specifically in emergency rooms in Lebanese hospitals. And uh, there is a high rate of violence against our nurses, and the violence mm -hmm. comes from different angles, uh, uh, different people, uh, but mainly the, uh, the families of patients who are in distress. Uh, and at the order of nurses, um, we had training uh, for... Uh, uh, trainers uh, who were supposed to uh, train nurses all over Lebanon how to uh, manage violence and what to do and how to uh, prevent or avoid if possible and if it happens, how to manage it. Uh, but it turned out to be very, very costly and that project came uh, abruptly to, um, it stopped uh, But uh, because of the whole situation in the country, as you know. So... Uh, uh, violence was addressed, and we know that there is, but the sexual harassment is another area that uh, we, we need to uh, really address it. Uh, as far as you know, it hasn't been studied yet, but do you have any assumptions? Is this, uh, 
I mean, is it possible that Lebanon is different than the whole world? You know, Rami, I was the president of the Order of Nurses for three years, 2015 mm -hmm. to 2018. Mm -hmm. And as, as a president of the order, I uh, preside the disciplinary council. And we did receive uh, several complaints where harassment happened. Right. And I know for a fact that it is there, but we don't know how big the volume and the uh, the kinds and the depth of it. So this is why it is worth addressing. Right. So uh, given the multiple reasons why nurses leave, um, is there anything that uh, you or your colleagues or others have been able to do to try to counteract this and to keep more nurses here? And by the way, is the issue of nurses leaving the workforce creating uh, serious deficiencies in the nursing workforce in Lebanon or are these being plugged by imported nurses? We do not, by law, we do not import nurses. Only Lebanese are allowed to work on, on the Lebanese territories. Mm -hmm. uh, the same with medicine and other, uh, and other professions. Uh, so it is the law that does not allow uh, mm -hmm. We worked hard to allow the Palestinian nurses, and uh, we had meetings over the years to find a uh, a way to address that in in uh, uh, in, in uh, um, revising our uh, legislation, which we did right. last Good. month. Uh, it was issued by the parliament, and uh, now. Uh, nurse, Palestinian nurses are allowed to be working uh, in Lebanese healthcare centers based on need. Uh, and this is a good step. Uh, I, I believe uh, that we, we worked hard for it and, and uh, uh, we achieved it. Now, uh, regarding the uh, uh, attempt to retain our nurses, uh, yes, we reached a, a, a place where we were graduating more nurses. So we're, uh, we focused on the supply. And as we were uh, being successful with that, and I give a very good example, the Harir School of Nursing, uh, I'm also the convener of the undergraduate program. We did tremendous efforts in recruiting nursing students. And uh, for the first time in the history of the School of Nursing at AUB, we have uh, a big body of nursing students. Uh, we have two, 207 students. We never had that number before wow. because of the recruitment efforts, but other schools did the same. So we worked on increasing the supply of the nurses, but unfortunately with the financial collapse, the, uh, the, uh, the pandemic and its uh, repercussions on the, on the nurses and the blast uh, mm -hmm. deterred us tremendously. Uh, wow. So all the efforts that we put into really um, creating more supply of nurses to really meet the demand, um, it went... Um, useless. Yeah. yeah. And so what's the, is there a situation now where in medical facilities, hospitals and other facilities, there is a, a shortage of nurses and is it affecting? Oh, the big time. Big time, big time. Uh, according to science, evidence-based nursing practice, uh, for uh, each, each nurse can, can take care of four patients in areas which are not critical. We call them open areas. Mm -hmm. where um, you visit, etc. Uh, if those four patients, half of them are, are really sick and bedridden and need help, and the other two are okay, they can help themselves, but still need the medications, the intravenous, etc. 
Now, uh, what happened is uh, AUBMC was the leader in changing the model of nursing care. And we adopted a model where we did not do a four patients to one nurse in open areas and critical areas one-to-one. We did mm-hmm. a six patients to one nurse and in critical areas, two patients to one nurse, which is very good for the Lebanese experience because we've never done it before. So mm-hmm. what happened now, uh, we have a nurse taking care of 10 patients. Wow. Who on earth can do that? So can you imagine that you cannot meet the patient's needs if you have such a volume of patients, such a big number of patients? Because if each patient you want to give medications alone, uh, it will take more than their uh, 8 or 12 hours. Nurses now are doing double shifts. Some of them are staying 24 hours. And uh, it's even worse as you go out of Beirut uh, because some nurses, to make a living, they work in in two or three places. And can you imagine what kind of, uh, of... uh, heavy load, heavy workload they are uh, encountering. And what does that mean to their physical, mental, and emotional abilities to keep on giving the service as they should? And let wow. me tell you where the danger is. The danger is if we stay like that, there will be medical errors. And the medical errors are not the fault of the nurses. It's the fault of the system not hiring enough nurses to to take care of patients. So this is the science of nursing, which we are trying to explain to decision makers and and people in general. But the decision makers, uh, let me say it bluntly, are ignorant about, uh, about healthcare service and how it should be run. They think that uh, you can hire a nurse and she can take care or he can take care of eight to ten patients and it's only about giving medication. No, it's not about giving medication. Suppose I am giving a medication to a patient without checking his blood test or her blood test results. And that medication is based on a blood test result. Should it be given to the patient? And I don't have time to check how I'm going to do a mistake whether right. I like it or not, because not because I want to, because the system did not allow me to give the care that should be given. It's not about giving medications. It's about sitting with the patient, assessing the patient, knowing the needs, uh, learning everything about the patient. I cannot discharge a patient home if that patient has a cardiac surgery before knowing what is in the home environment of the patient. Uh, if the patient is in the fourth floor, does he have an elevator, for instance? Otherwise, he will be back to the emergency room. So right. these things, doctors do not go into those details. Nurses are trained to go into those details. If they have the time, they are the best to safeguard the patients and their wow. families too. So presumably, uh, uh, the directors of hospitals, officials in the government and the private sector, they know all of this because they live it. Uh, every day, where do you see, if anywhere, real uh, push, a real push to address the situation in, in an effective way? Is, it, is, there, is there a focal point uh, for this work? Is AUB part of this process of trying to address this issue? 
Yeah, AUB has uh, has been the pioneer in addressing this issue, and and uh, we worked hard, uh, academia and practice, school of nursing with the with the hospital to change the model of nursing care years ago, since the mid 1990s, and we were successful. And this is why AUBMC Nursing got the uh, magnet certification for its excellent nursing practice. But now we're we're uh, we lost it. we're gonna lo lose it because of the ratio of nurse to patient and the kind of services that we're not able to to meet the patient needs now the issue is that people have to know that the, it is the right to demand for quality care and it mm -hmm. is the right to learn what is quality care and who provides it it's not about the doctor it's about the healthcare team not only the medical team the medical team form, formed of doctors it does not guarantee a quality healthcare. It's the healthcare team that includes doctors, nurses, dietitians, physiotherapists, pharmacists, and name it. So right. uh, we need to educate people first, but but also we need to educate the policymakers and those who make decisions. So let me give you an example of what's going on worldwide. Now governments are man mandating nurse-to-patient ratio. In, in different countries, they are mandating nurse. In the U.S., most of the states have mandated the nurse-to-patient ratio. In Lebanon, they don't want to discuss it at the health authority level, wow. uh, simply because we have a corrupt system, simply because right. the private sector, and I'm not talking about AUBMC or Hotel Dieu, I'm talking the private sector, that those owned by families, and run hospitals as businesses, they don't want to talk about it because if they hire more nurses, they are short-sighted. They hire more nurses, they pay more money. They don't see that if they hire more nurses, they contain wasted efforts and wasted money. They control complications. On the long run, they make better money. They don't want to read this, uh, this evidence, this scientific evidence, because they are short-sighted and they are not educated about healthcare uh, management. Right. And um, the work then that you and others are uh, doing uh, involves some political uh, advocacy or lobbying or uh, something of that nature, trying to make government exactly. pay Yeah, exactly. So I did one of the significant findings, highly significant findings in our uh, first two projects were one of the reasons nurses are leaving was because uh, they were not supported to do continuing education. Mm -hmm. So I did a national study to assess uh, the continuing education uh, needs of nurses. And based on this, that study, we designed a capacity, a national capacity building program. And I made the Ministry of Public Health approve and support this capacity building project, the national one. It has two phases. The first phase trained the trainer and the trainers, uh, we selected them from all geographic areas in Lebanon and we right. finished it successfully. But then with October, uh, with October 2019, uh, we couldn't finish the second phase, which is training nurses all over the country uh, to give uh, excellent nursing care. Uh, yes. And nurses were so excited about given the, being given the opportunity to do uh, professional development. So uh, that one was kind of, a, we're capable of doing it. I could manage the resources for it and it could retain them because they are, in, they are improving their practice at the same time. It looks good on their CV and they can be paid for it. That was the deal with the ministry when, when we did it. 
Uh, so this is one thing. And then we discovered when we were doing the uh, capacity building uh, of, of the trainers to train 6,000 nurses across Lebanon, that uh, they are suffering of the burden of the refugees' health care. So because the volume of patients have increased because of the refugees, but they did not increase the number of nurses. So that added a burden. So I did a regional study with Jordan on the perspective of the nurses on refugees' health care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. now we're doing data analysis and we have very significant data to tell to tell the health authorities about, you want nurses to take care of refugees? You have to do things. You have to give them resources and you have to train them in how to care for refugees. Right. We're not trained uh, to care for people uh, who are displaced, who are coming with uh, uh, psychological trauma and things like that. And the, the first person who sees them is the nurse. So right. how, how can the, nurse, the, the nurses are burdened with not able to help them as they should be because they are not trained to face such challenging situations. So right. uh, yeah, we're doing that now. Yeah, and now we have only about a minute left, uh, Nohad. With the um, uh, terrible stress in the country, the people are leaving uh, more uh, quickly, but also there are, uh, there's a big increase in mental health issues, and presumably there's a nursing component in mental health as well, right? Definitely. And, and we, we do have, with Joseph Khoury, we have uh, prepared something uh, with WHO as well to train the nurses, at least in basic health, uh, mental health assessment, and based on the assessment to refer them to the right to the right uh, uh, experts or specialists. Uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is in the plan, but, uh, and we're doing a project with, the, uh, with WHO to train nurses capacity building for nurses in the community because those are the least to be, um, let's say, considered for capacity building uh, issues. And in this program, we are collaborating with the Ministry of Health, specifically the, uh, the amazing team in, in the Ministry uh, of the Primary Health, it, as if it does not belong to the government, this department, as if it is uh, coming from an, the outer space. It's a different right. department. They are very receptive, very cooperative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, on that note, uh, we've run out of time. Uh, our guest has been Dr. Nohad Dumit, who is Associate Professor at the Hariri School of Nursing and the coordinator of the Nursing Administration and Management Track. And she does many other things as well. Um, Dr. Dumit, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Rami. It's a pleasure. Thank you. You, you bet. Bye. And thank you for uh, the audience for joining us. Uh, please join me again next week for another edition of Professors at Work. I'm Rami Khoury, your host. Bye for now.